Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Biden is a gaffe machine. Can you reassure voters in this country that you would have the discipline you would need on the world stage, Senator? Yes. <laughs> this is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Lincoln Douglas. The U.S. versus the Soviet Union. Yankees, Red Sox. Wow. I had another one. Ah. Ah. You get the point. The great matchups of the last few centuries. Tonight, sure to join the pantheon of head to head mayhem. Kobayashi Chestnut. Nice. That's a good one. Ollie Frazier. Yes. Yeah, well, I hope you're right. Down goes Biden. <laughs> I hope you're right. I, <laughs> I'd put my money on inconsequential. Oh, there's where you're wrong. I hope you're right. I oh. want you to be right. <laughs> I would give money for you to be right. Actually, no money, a, no money necessary. I will literally be giving plenty of money the other direction if I'm right. So... It'll just take, like, you know, a session of Congress to do it, but I Oh, I see. Is that a, a reference to tax policy, sir? That, you know, that's why I continue to say Biden wins without the Senate. Two years later, like always happens, there's a huge backlash by the other party. It happens every time. Mm. Republicans will be back in charge enough. Nothing can happen. But if the Democrats have the Senate also, forget it, dudes. <laughs> We're on. We're into a different world, mm. and that is that's 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 the money right there under President Harris. That's the money right there who controls the Senate. But anyway, jam uh, Biden up with enough Adderall to get him through two years in one day. Get him a shot in the ass. And then hit the Twenty Fifth Amendment hard. He's out. They give him a big fat shot in the ass, and then that giggling half wit becomes the president. Lady, lady, lady. Anyway, we <laughs> got, you. we got, thank you, sir. We got plenty to say on that topic, obviously, and uh, uh, yes, as do the peeps. And we'll try to um, uh, cover other news. Did you see that we're threatening to close down our embassy in in uh, Baghdad? I did in Iraq. I did. I hope that's just a more or less idle threat to get somebody's attention. My understanding is it is uh, very early. It's one of those. Hey, guys, you got to get your act together, or we're going to have to shut down our embassy. So. The biggest, most expensive embassy on the planet. Yeah, I think it's less a threat to shut it down than it is making clear the stakes if the Iraqi government doesn't get their act together. That is my belief. Okay. And um, on geopolitics, did you see uh, little fathead Kim apologized for shooting that fisherman? Did you see that story? I, I did. Oh, my God. Well, was it a fisherman or was it a... I heard it was a government official, a government fisheries official, South Korean... Uh, Diplomat. Hmm. Uh, diplomat's probably the wrong word. Maybe that's why I apologize. Government guy. Yeah. He was an official. Yeah, he was like a food and uh, 
Okay, I uh, think what are you, they fish and wildlife guy. Because the original story was they shot a fisherman. I think maybe they thought they were shooting a fisherman and throwing him in the sea and setting him on fire. And it turned mm. out to be a South Korean government official. So maybe that's why they had to apologize. Yeah, whoops. whoops. Set him on fire after throwing him into the sea. Maybe I got maybe I got the order wrong. <laughs> well, you have enough accelerant, you can set anything. Then on they fire. Oh, there's that river that was on fire that one time. Yeah, right. That was in Cleveland, where the debate is going to be. Funny coincidence. <laughs> then North Korea said we didn't set him on fire; we set his life jacket on fire. Right. It's Follow standard up. COVID protocol. Follow up question for Sean Thomas: Was he wearing the life jacket at the time? I believe yeah, so. We got to check. Barbaric. The, uh, the records on that. Uh, thank you for the question. I'll have my people get back to you. So you're making the argument that would count as setting him on fire? I didn't shoot an individual. <laughs> I shot a T-shirt. <laughs> oh, geez. Technically, geez. Anyway, my point being, the world keeps spinning. <laughs> and all the various things happening in the world continue to occur, no matter how much we uh, stare at our own domestic politics. Not that they're not important, but uh, yeah. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad so we can get this hoot nanny going. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. I believe he was in the crowd for uh, Mondale, somebody or other. There you are. <laughs> Ferraro, uh, yeah. Uh, Ferraro. Well, they wait a minute. They didn't debate each other. <laughs> they should have. <laughs> um, actually, they probably did at some point. That's usually the way it works, right? Um, uh, how are you this morning, Michael? I'm good. I'm excited. Uh, what can I say? I can't wait till I get to uh, this evening, and I'm be there like I am every year with my Jim Stockdale for Vice President t-shirt. I wear that every year it's just it's the a tradition yeah right oh some nacho cheese in my hand and you know soft drink in the other and mm-hmm. so i'll be doing the uh, multi-screen experience that's the way i do everything now i don't think i could just take in just it on the television oh i'm telling you got to be on the twitter holly frazier lincoln <laughs> douglas like i said i hope you're right debating captivating oh i hope you're right people will be urinating on their couch because they are unwilling to leave it and apparently don't have a dvr and can't pause or something <laughs> but uh, it, it, i'm telling you well if you do the two screen experience you can't get into pausing or it just it all falls apart on you and people are making comments and jokes and things you haven't seen yet and it, uh, it takes all the fun out of it I, there's yeah, pause. if you're a skilled two screener you can jack but there's i'm pa- not going to give you my bag of tricks on there <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Had a, had a great little family gathering yesterday, a sibling birthday party, a giant table full of uh, various uh, barbecued meats, and uh, just some some good old-fashioned uh, talking around a table, and it was it was good. It, That's it, awesome. It had been too long since I'd uh, done something like that. Um, That's as, what everybody needs more of right there. Yeah. I, I, although, I, here's where you're supposed to say, and of course, we social distanced. Oh, shut We wear our masks, because you've always got to say that. I will say this, though, that with with people, it's very common in social gatherings for people to talk about, oh, I got a crick in my elbow or I got a thing. Anytime there's some sort of, oh, no, I had like this skin thing. I'm like, huh, huh, huh. Tell me more. Oh, when they've got some health thing you're wondering. Yeah, some health thing, like some, uh, oh, my eyelid was puffy the other day. Oh, is that it? What is that? Quick looking up the symptoms on the the CDC website. referencing Oh, boy. Um. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is, how did it already get to be Tuesday, September 29th? Something about that date. All right, the first debate is that day. The year 2020, we're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Okay, let's begin now officially according to FCC rules and regulations and the National Committee on Debates uh, rules and regs at Mark. If, If you were dancing with a Brooklyn Bridge, you could get more bounce. You just walk through it. You know, samba needs life, bounce, and energy. You can't just sleep, walk through a samba. I'm sorry, my love. 
Okay. Where are you from? French. So Carol Baskin got bounced from Dance with the Stars, Dancing with the Stars last night. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Uh, She was maybe the worst dancer I've ever seen. (laughs) It's remarkable she lasted this long. Yeah, it's only because they Uh, needed her. The only reason you even know they're in this season is because she's on the show. They kept her around uh, uh, certainly a week longer than she deserves because she makes me look like John Travolta. The entire show is a rating stunt. <laughs> That's true. And she was a stunt within a stunt. Yeah. With a cunning stunt. No dancing ability, although pretty good at uh, often husbands, it would seem. Right. One of the best. Since, <laughs> since I don't know the next time that uh, pop culture will bring her into our purview, should we should we hear it one last time? How about how about later in the show we give a special nod? Okay. Because to, to, you're right. It may be the last time ever. Not Not true. Not true. You think it'll when be When she's arrested. Oh, wow. Yes. For what? Cadaver-sniffing dogs have been sent to her, oh, I can't remember, her their old property or something like that. The cops have actually sent cadaver dogs. Didn't she kill him like 10 years ago or something? Uh, kill who? Yeah, What's going on her? <laughs> what the what? Well, she was just a tiger There's activist. not going to be anything left. <laughs> what do I know about cadaver dogs? They can smell bones. Anyway... How does mailbag look? Well, I hope they can smell bones through tiger poo. Although tigers don't like eat entire bones and and, and uh, digest them, do they? Mm, they might. No, no, they chew the meat off, mm. so the dogs can smell the bones. All right, bones. Oh, no, that, that reminds me. I heard a really interesting story about these uh, these giant pouched rats mm. that sniff mines. Uh, you know, like minefield mines, and and they're they're small enough. They're big rats, but they're small enough. They don't set the mines off, and so they they scratch where they see a, a mine or smell a mine. They get a piece of cheese. They mark the area. They disarm the mines. It's really quite amazing. Now, I was attacked by a rat the other night, as as I disclosed on the show yesterday. Um, that rat seemed to be useless for anything but terrifying me. Uh, but uh, so the animal kingdom, Jack, fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> so mailbag uh, reflects upon the debate. Did you say that? We posed the question, what should Trump say or do if Biden has a senior moment? Right, and I do wonder how you handle that strategy. The folks have responded. Okay, I want to hear their opinions, because that that might be the ballgame, as in who gets elected president. You want to hear their opinions? Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? (laughs) You're indicating maybe I don't want to hear their opinions. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Our text line is 415-295-KFTC, all on the way. Oh, we got to talk about the video that came out yesterday of Brad Parscale, the uh, former campaign manager for Donald Trump. That's a big position right there. You're the campaign manager for the sitting president. Absolutely. And he got tackled on his own front yard by cops over the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Not More a on great that scene. Later. Yeah. Mailbag. Freedom loving quote of the day, beginning a series from Booker T. Washington. DJ in San Francisco points out we were talking about Ibram X. Kendi and his how his racism mirrors the KKK and his book is ridiculous and that that horrible woman whose name I can never remember and I'm kind of glad who wrote right white fragility same thing uh, Booker T said and we've done this before and I've steered clear of this quote because it's almost a little too easy but there's another class of colored people who make a business of keeping the troubles the wrongs and the hardships of the Negro race before the public. 
Having learned that they are able to make a living out of their troubles, they have grown into the settled habit of advertising their wrongs, partly because they want sympathy and partly because it pays. Some of these people do not want the Negro to lose his grievances because they do not want to lose their jobs. My only problem with that quote, and it's excellent, and it's true, and, and he had every right to say it, was that it, it's just it's a little too easy to deny the problems we actually do have and ought to be dealing with. But I appreciate you sending it along. We have some great quotes from that great, great American coming up. Uh, later this week, uh, MJ is uh, entitling or 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 tagging the debate tonight as dementia versus demented. That's a little dismissive dismissive of both candidates there, MJ. That's unkind. I've got a a, a theory forming on the um, the overall tenor of the debate tonight what what america will be looking for whether they realize it or not is it a theory or a theorem <laughs> moving along john writes nascar events are popular some tune into the hours-long event mainly to witness a spectacular crash how many americans will settle in tonight primarily in anticipation of the same thing uh, at most, least partly <laughs> most policy is going to p- play such a little uh, part of this tonight Oh, uh, let's see. This is uh, uh, no name. Just cites a, a doctor who they're familiar with saying Adderall does indeed give a temporary boost to seniors with dementia, particularly early stage dementia. What I would like to know is, um, would that be disqualifying? Would most people think that's a problem? Okay, so you've got a problem. You take a medicine that helps you deal with that problem. It's a degenerative disease, though. It's not like. Uh, I don't know what's a, what would be a good example. I mean, I was going to say arthritis, which I have, but that's degenerative too. But um, yeah, well, we could have a vote on it in early November, if you like. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that the, the, the if that turned out to be true, that that side could trot out a whole bunch of oldsters who say, yeah, I started taking it uh, 11 years ago mm-hmm. and I'm fine. Yeah. Even if it is degenerative, I'm not there yet. That would be an enormous uh, bomb going off in the Biden campaign, though. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Past it, I just, maybe, I just but... don't know if where we are currently in America with our aging population and that sort of stuff, if if that's disqualifying or not. That's an interesting question. I would argue yes, but uh, I'm wrong from time to time. The always interesting Amani writes, A.A.G., I predict Joe Biden will roll out like an NFL team that scripts its first 10 plays or so. Whether the game plan is effective or not, at first the plays will be deliberate, well-rehearsed, methodical. By the fourth quarter, all hell will have broken loose. Flea flickers will be called on first and goal at the half-yard line. <laughs> Running plays will be going toward the opponent's goal line. And the quarterback will be trying to throw the ball to himself. This type of chaos might not happen, but man, I hope it does. The only problem, Amani, is uh, you know, assuming one is a Trump fan... Uh, the fourth quarter's too late. It has to be egregious in the first hour, preferably the first half hour, and so big the lamestream media is faced to. Re- I'm sorry, forced to report it um, because they will ignore it. I, 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 well, we'll talk about the debate coming up. We will. If there's a senior moment, I'll tell you what I would tell Joe Biden, and it's pretty simple. And I think even you know an old man could stick to the script. You're going to tell us now or no, later? Later. All right. Something to look forward to. <laughs> Come on. This Bones. Is, this is just a serious, <laughs> a series of, of numbers, rights. Uh, if there's a senior moment, Trump should say, Joe, would you like to take a suck in the second shot at that answer? Oh, geez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if Biden has a senior moment during the debate, rights, am I allowed to use the uh, mic who says not anonymous? 
He says, uh, if he has a senior moment during the debate, the best thing Trump could do would be to shrug his shoulders and say, and you wonder why I want him to take a cognitive test. That's pretty good. That one's pretty good. Yeah. That one's pretty good. The worst thing he could do would be to ignore it. The pundits would ignore it, too, because it's not in their pre-written post-debate talking points. Knowing Trump, what he will probably do is mockingly say, um, 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 as Biden searches for words. Today, Biden. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, geez. Oh, my God. And then this from Brian, uh, uh, slightly less than respectful to my mind. I think if Biden uh, unleashes a gaffe like that, the president should just offer him his jello like in a retirement home. That's, <laughs> I brought Brian, jello. Brian, you're better than that. What if he pulled out a cup and said, could, could you pee in this cup? I got to take this to the lab. <laughs> I'm the Mr. president. president gonna be watch lot, me. A lot fewer props than I think you guys are anticipating. <laughs> Not as much jello no, and no. cups. <laughs> you know, um... In the time we have left, a couple of great emails on Gavin Mussolini of California's new transgender people can go to whatever prison they want rule. A couple of great uh, comments from people who've worked in prisons. We'll get to that in a moment or two. On the firing of James Comey, Jack said, you can't fire the director of the FBI via email. Jack, come on, man, writes Bruce. Call him into the Oval, no way. The arrogant, self-righteous, traitors prick Comey absolutely deserved to be fired by email. That's the perfect way to fire somebody with a messiah complex. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah, that's strong stuff, Bruce. Interesting point. Uh, Thank you for weighing in from beautiful Fredericksburg, Virginia. Some more of our debate theories and other stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. I will not make age an issue of this campaign. I am not going to exploit, for political purposes, my opponent's youth and inexperience. Ronald Reagan back in the day. Clever, um, you see, because the knock on him was he was too old. Even That's, though he, he was, turned it on its head. Even though he was in his 60s. Significantly younger than the two candidates. And it's also one of like three lines that you hear over and over again out of all the presidential and vice presidential debates because generally there's not a big moment. There's just not. Mm. We'll see what happens tonight. That was a pretty good line. That is a great line. (laughs) Absolutely fantastic. It is. I'm also reminded that particularly when he was running for re-election, every newspaper and TV network in America, and there were considerably fewer of them then, were absolutely hammering on the idea that he had lost it and that he had um, cognitive problems and there was a big narrative. Why he shouldn't be elected. They're not so interested in it now. Was that unfair? Why wouldn't you take a look at somebody who's damn near 70 or damn near 80? And I mean, make that. That's 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 the first question. If you present legit then legit now, if you presented perhaps. somebody who's going to be my doctor, my financial manager, my new boss, and they're damn near 80 years old. First thing I want to know is, whoa. They still have their act together? Right. Well, that was one of the reasons that that take was not only funny, but it was incredibly effective because he parried the age thing, not only with uh, 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 corn pop was a bad dude, but with cleverness and humor and the rest of it. And people thought, oh, he must be fine. So that that was more meaningful than people think, I think, give it credit to be. 
for. What? That sentence was a train wreck. <laughs> Somebody, is anybody hurt? I'm not, you know, I'm the wrong guy to invite you to your party because I'm, uh, I'm the wet blanket. No, but see, what generally happens, what usually happens, the percentages don't matter tonight. They don't matter. This, no, 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 no. Birthday parties are usually boring, says Jack, forgetting that tonight's theme is cans of gas and flamethrowers. All the women bring a can of gas. All the guys bring a flamethrower. And if anybody has any dynamite, bring that. That's the birthday party tonight. It's going to be insane. I hope you're right. Again, as I say, I, I would give my reputation. I on would it. give money to have you be right. I would love nothing more than to be so wrong and have to talk for four hours tomorrow about how wrong I am. Hanson, bring my reputation stake in here. I'm going to drive it into the ground without fear. I like my reputation stake medium rare. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, if I'm coaching Joe Biden, whether or not he can do it, and that gets again to his, his mental acuity at, uh, as almost 80 years old. And I'm sure, I'm sure he's had this meeting over and over again, and he knows it in his own mind. No matter what Trump says, no matter what he says, even if it's a complete non sequitur, I should say, when he started, he had blah, blah, blah jobs, and the coronavirus, this and that. Just just stay on message. If you do that for 90 minutes, and nothing else, policy ain't going to matter at all. Mm. It doesn't make any difference whatsoever, unfortunately. Just don't crack up, you're saying. Just don't. Just don't have that moment where you lose your temper. And and that runs a thousand times, the ne- a thousand times, a million times over the next 24 hours. That's all you've got to do, and you're president of the United States. I think it's that simple. The polling right now, he's so far ahead. I know people hate to hear that and are rooting for Trump. He's so far ahead compared to Hillary. It's not even close. No, this, come on. Now. If this Trump came back and won, it would make last time seem like Clinton Dole. It's September. It's so early. Nobody has it's ever. It's late September, but. Nobody has ever in the come past. Back. Listen to him talking about the past. If you, You've said a hundred times. You yourself have said a hundred times. No conventional wisdom or looking at the past has is any relevance these days. I rest my case until I talk again in a second. Again, I hope I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. You have no idea how deeply I want to be wrong. I would be. I would love to be wrong. Oh my god, that'd be so. Is this like an emotional hedge when people like bet against their own favorite football team? They're like, so no matter, so either either I'm right or I get what I want. Either way, there's there's some. I'm either happy or I make a few bucks. Right, right. Is this this an emotional hedge? I think it is. I think Jack has some serious issues. It's just it's just mathematics. Trump is down by eight points nationally. It has been that way the entire time, no matter what happens. Uh, uh, four years ago at this time to Hillary, the amazing comeback that had us all so excited, including me, he was down by 2.6 points nationally. That's a huge difference. Numbers, in terms of numbers, throwing around numbers. That's a huge difference in terms of uh, in terms of closing the gap. I will. Would, you would you would have to have what you're talking about for Trump to win at this point. You would have to have a trajectory changing performance by Biden, which is possible because he's so old. Well, and I will tell you in a moment how it unfolds. Okay. Because I have foreseen it. Awesome. Yes. Yes. I have stared into my cauldron or, or crystal ball or what? What did the gal stare into in the Lord of the Rings? That the white witch gal. She did. What did she have a? Was it a flying monkey or a brass monkey? Or, no, yeah. the brass monkey was the Beastie Boys. Right. Flying yeah, monkey I'm was always, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Anyway, the way Trump can turn it, 
Coming up right after a quick word from our friends at CarShield, they offer a wide range of protection plans that can save you thousands for covered repairs, which means if, uh, you know, the mechanic says, hey, I got some bad news for you, you think, meh, that's all right. If you're, uh, your car is about to go out of warranty, you're the perfect candidate for CarShield, but really anybody is. We all know it's just a different feeling you have if your car's making a weird noise or the check engine light comes on and you've got coverage. If you don't, it's a, oh, God, not now. Now is not a good time. Right. Um, well, it's going to be an okay time. If you got Car Shield, they've helped over a million drivers. They are America's number one auto protection company. It's easy to get into. It's easy to get out of, if that's what you're concerned about. And you still have the freedom to choose your favorite mechanic or dealership to do the work. Yeah, you choose. Even if you're traveling, Car Shield has helped over one million drivers. The reviews are knockout good. Just go to carshield.com. Use the code Armstrong to get 10% off. Carshield.com. And use the code Armstrong. Sam and I were home alone a couple weeks ago. We're kind of, kind of come up with a movie to watch. Mm. And I thought the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh. And I put on that first movie. And then I texted Laura, uh, my wife, that uh, we're watching Lord of the Rings. She said, you're what? Do you not remember what? Blah, blah. And I don't. I don't remember what happens in the first Lord of the Rings, the violence, the something horrible. I don't actually remember. Well, there are scary, scary horsemen. There are I did go many to, attacks. My memory must have been faulty on that. Because I went to the Common Sense Media, and they actually uh, recommend a higher age than my son for watching the movie. Uh, yeah. I really like that website. If you've never used it, it's fantastic. Because well, they, they give reasons why as well. Yeah. It, it's So if it's, oh, they, they say... Uh, a bad word off in a movie what movie do we watch over the weekend their knock on it was uh, the consumerism <laughs> whatever right. i don't care they constantly use uh, products like coca-cola uh, whatever well and there's a genocide in a shire if, right i want to know if there's a hardcore threesome that's oh, what i want to know oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hairy feet a bang and it's terrible because <laughs> uh, it's unwatchable the Mirror of uh, Galadriel, I believe, yes, is what you were the, referring the old to. Mi- right, exactly. I've got one of those in my bathroom. How could I forget? Uh, anyway, Donald J. Trump, some point early in the bait, says, listen, I want to settle this. Joe, are you on a medication for oh, dementia? Oh, boy, that's swinging Are you the taking Adderall? That's a good one. Are you taking Adderall because you are having mental problems? I, this is the people, the American people have a right to know. I'm not answering any more questions until we settle oh, this. Oh, oh, oh. You know, he, you're you're saying he's behind in the polls. You and your polls, Jack, they're a snapshot in time. Um, <laughs> so if if indeed it's time to swing for the fences, that'd be one. That That is awesome. That's the best thing I've heard. Burr. That's the best thing I've heard. It might turn people off. No, I don't think it would. I don't think it would. But it, I don't think so either. It, I don't think it would. Th- well, and it's not, listen, it's not, you know, pick your debate of the past, and it really doesn't matter. How about uh, o- o- Obama and Romney? If Obama said to Mitt Romney, are you a heroin addict? Are you a, are you a junkie? The smack, Mitt. The smack. He's whacking his forearm. <laughs> You're riding a white horse, Mitt. I mean, that would, that would be out of nowhere. That would be bizarre. Another kick in the gut. But it's not like there aren't legitimate concerns about Biden's uh, uh, mental acumen these days. And that is, by, beyond a doubt, a legitimate uh, line of inquiry. Are, are, do you, are you suffering from dementia is a legitimate issue. Trump has... Painted himself into a corner, unfortunately, with his personality being so key to his success and to, um, you know, the people that hate him. 
that I just think policy issues don't count. It's unfortunate because this is a huge change in the trajectory of our welfare state. If Biden wins and the Democrats take the Senate. Yes. We're going a direction faster and further than we've ever gone before. Sky high taxes, people dependent on government money, taxpayer money, but for he, their entire life. I don't think you can break through with that again. It's, you know, it's um, to his benefit and his uh, and it, it's a cursing him that it's all about his personality, whether you can put up with Trump or not. Yeah. And he's far enough behind. I think you, you need a major trajectory changing moment that would do it yes because by if, what if biden says i'm not gonna do that Ooh, why not why not you, you just i'm not gonna answer that question why not answer the question if the answer is no say no if you if you say no and do a p test and you're not taking the drug you're president you're gonna be president and Trump looks like a fool. So do you think the president ought to just hesitate for a minute then and then raise up a, a, a beaker of urine and say, <laughs> your turn? I mean, I think he holds up a beaker. He turns his back to the right, camera, exactly. kind of stands there for a while, right, Exactly. turns back around with a full beaker and says, okay, I've done mine. You do yours. Right. Right. Let's, let's settle this. And be a showstopper. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Watch I, me. I, as expected, have crawled back to the NFL like the junkie that I am and watched uh, a game on DVR last night. And um, a, t- a team was in desperate straits. They were down a few touchdowns. They'd gotten nothing going. And they went uh, on fourth down on their own, I think, 35. And if you're right about the polls, and eh, maybe there's some truth to that, it's time to go for it on fourth. Oh, you got to. He, oh, he's absolutely in go for it in, on fourth down territory. And Beyond a number doubt. one is the time to do it. Oh, yeah. That's when the ratings are the highest. Scrutiny is the highest. Latest polling out of Philadelphia, he's down seven, eight points. I mean, out of Pennsylvania. Major change has to happen. Yeah, yeah. Although I still... the The dynamics of... Uh, incumbents running for president have always interested me because the other guy or gal is a always woman, a woman president. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I say uh, the other person is always the greener grass on the other side of the sure. fence. That person oh, sure. is always the really cute guy in the office who seems to be uh, looking at me and, you know, my boyfriend, who I'm kind of tired of, and the rest of it, or I my husband I would never disagree with him. Right, exactly. He would never be, like, irrational or hot-tempered or demanding or, or whatever. Um, right, exactly. And the more you are subjected to the reality of a person, the less they can be that green, green grass on the other side. And I would suggest, with all due respect to your, your poll quoting, which is accurate, um, that Trump is a particularly... Uh, distinct case of I'm tired of my spouse syndrome and everybody tired of him and even his fans are tired of him in a lot of cases at least to some extent or they wish he would quit being so Trumpy a lot of people are looking to that 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 guy in the office that that woman on the subway he was always on the same car but the more they're subjected to the reality, the faster and more uh, abrupt the switchback is going to be. I like I That's keep my saying theory, and I'm sticking I to it. I want you to be right. <laughs> I would happily be wrong. I will be sprinkling in debate talk throughout the morning. <clears throat> if tonight is a snoozer, I will make a uh, grand and eloquent apology to the off uh, the audience tomorrow. 
that I was deluded by my wishes, that I'm a, a bad person and a worse talk show host. <laughs> yeah, that makes you a bad person. I will whip myself like one of those religious wow. fanatics. Wow. Unnecessary. Probably like Amy Coney Barrett does. Oh, I don't, I don't believe that's true. <laughs> wow. Wow. And the New York Times just called. They have a job for you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> More on the coverage of her, among other things. Uh, just yeah. so unfair and ridiculous. But yeah. uh, lots of stuff on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTZ. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. NASA astronaut Kate Rubens is reportedly planning to vote in November's election from the International Space Station. And bad news, Georgia, that's also your polling place. <laughs> Jeez. Um, next hour, Joe's got debate bingo. Yes. I'm sure Very there's bingo. I'm sure there's some sort of debate drinking game uh, we, we can put. We, we haven't started playing yet, Mr. Vice President. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> what Joe ought to be doing on Tuesday nights instead of debating. Come on. So we've, <laughs> we've heard of this before, I don't think to this extent. A tourist who's facing prison for negative TripAdvisor reviews of a hotel. We've heard about people getting in big trouble for this sort of thing. An American man is facing two years behind bars after penning negative online reviews about a Thailand hotel. Oh, boy. Thai prisons, I'm why, sure they're why, perfectly pleasant. Why are you going to Thailand, dude? It's beautiful. I, it's beautiful there. I have a friend who is a world traver, traveler. Says yes. you run into a man who's going to Thailand. He's going there to have bad sex. If, if he's going there alone, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. Uh, Judy and I considered going to Phuket. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, it looks like a, a, an obscenity, huh? <clears throat> anyway, I owe this, some people an apology. This <laughs> <laughs> this guy did leave a pretty bad review of the. Uh, the hotel calling it modern day slavery, maybe, ooh. which is not a good review. I was going to say maybe it was a pretty bad hotel, but that's a very, very bad hotel. So he's an American who works in Thailand. He was arrested for allegedly causing damage to the reputation of the Sea View Resort. He allegedly wrote reviews on multiple sites in which he claimed that he dealt with unfriendly staff who act like they don't want anyone here during a recent visit. I've I've left those kind of reviews before. The people here act like they don't want customers. Yeah, yeah. I've said that before. At least one TripAdvisor review that accused the hotel of modern-day slavery has been removed for violating the site's guidelines. You can't claim the business is engaging in slavery? I thought this was America. Oh, it's not. It's Thailand. (laughs) (laughs) The Seaview Resort owner filed a complaint that the defendant had posted unfair reviews of his hotel. Um, And I guess that violates the law there. And you can end up in prison. Uh, yeah, well, uh, evidently their slander laws are different than ours, which is not surprising. In America, you can't end up in prison, but there have been people get uh, fined or you owe money or whatever for yeah. things that uh, that they, they fight then, you know, through the courts and say, no, no, your service was not that bad, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's got to be pretty egregious. You've got to be found guilty of saying something in um, inaccurate that you knew to be inaccurate for the purpose of doing harm. They're engaging sure. in slavery at that hotel. <clears throat> That's a strong accusation. Oh, speaking of which, uh, there are <clears throat> really uh, compelling accusations that the Chinese government is involved in the slave trade and exporting it. 
Uh, I think we already oh, knew this, it. but it's it's uh, it's highly troubling. Mm. They are selling the not only the labor of the Rohingya Muslims in the camps, but they're exporting them to factories or whatever. They will they are selling slaves. Wow, within China. Wow, uh, exporting was probably the wrong word. I don't know precisely where these slaves are going, but there's a minimum order of a thousand people. Uh, through this one government-run website. If this is true, and I, I I can't imagine it's not. but The second biggest economy on Earth is engaged in the slave trade. Correct. And it doesn't yeah. make the news, really. Undeniably. The extent of the problem, the extent of the horror, I can't tell you. Uh, quick change of topic. Jack, there are some transgender people in Thailand. That's my effort at a, uh, a transition. And Gavin Mussolini of California announced that it would be up to the inmate which prison they thought they were best uh, suited for. Although the prison officials can say, no, you're going to the guy's prison. But then there has to be an appeal and, and, and a paper trail and the rest of it. Uh, Al Anonymous writes, I used to be responsible for evaluating and deciding which jail transgender people would go to in California. Wow. The new law is going to lead to some very bad outcomes, and of course, the officers will be blamed. Another uh, Newsom, Anthony Weiner, San Francisco perverted law. Watch, Newsom is closing up some prisons. Um, and then this from another Al Anonymous. Uh, guys, I've seen the ads for life after lockup. Female inmates are ugly. When I used to pick up bodies from the prison at notable prison, the transsexuals in the prison yard were pretty darn good looking. A lot better looking than the inmates in the female prison. Just FYI. 